At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're out here on the West Coast, much like myself, well, you're now one day away from the big game. If you're out there on the East Coast, well, you've been there for three hours. So that is very awesome. And if you're out there on the East Coast as well, you're only a few hours away from a big giant slate of college basketball on Saturday. It's about 150 games. I'll give you a little bit on that in the final segment here, but We've got a, you guys have been hearing me talk a lot about these props. The first two hours of the Greg Peterson experience. Now we've got to bring in a little bit more of a fresh voice. Taylor Mathis does a great job over there at the Superbook. She, much like myself, out there on the West Coast, actually down there in the great state of Arizona where they're holding the Waste Management Open, one of the best events that you're going to find all golf season. And to be able to follow Taylor on Twitter, I know that she wanted getting a new Twitter handle at TMath Sports. That is all together. And Taylor, Great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me, Greg. I'm excited to talk about the Super Bowl. I am as well. I might need to correct myself because technically it's midnight. I said that you were joining me tonight. It's technically very, very early in the morning. So we appreciate the effort being able to stay up until midnight to chat some Super Bowl. Absolutely terrific. And here's the first thing that I want to ask you. You don't have to give a play or anything like this, but I know that over there at the Super Bowl, much like all these books, they're throwing out there some really crazy pop props. What is the most random prop that you've seen offered thus far? So I would say the most random one specifically that we have over at Superbook right now is combined sports props. So we have prop plays that are basically based on the Super Bowl game, but a lot of them are also combined with college basketball going into March Madness. So it's like a a prop of two different sports that are completely different. So you're going to get the first half of it going into this weekend with the Super Bowl, but then you got to wait it out for March to see if the rest of it hits. But they're super interesting, and there's ones on a ton of different college basketball teams for March Madness. Oh, I absolutely love it. I've been one to myself firing on some of these cross board props because I mean there are some of these people out there like myself that you're enthralled in college basketball maybe you're a little bit more of an MLB handicapper NBA what have you maybe the NFL something that you like to do but you do it a little bit more casually I think that it's a good way to be able to find a little bit of value I go back to the Super Bowl a few years ago with the Patriots and the Rams I want to take it a prop on who will score Will the Capitals score more goals or will they be more sacks in the game? That wound up being a big giant goose egg for the Capitals. It was the easiest Super Bowl bet that I ever wound up hitting. So I do think that there's a little bit of value there. And Taylor, when it comes to some of the props that you've been taking a look at, has there been a few that have really been standing out to you? Obviously, it's just a sea of like hundreds and hundreds of props. But anything really catching your eye right now? Yeah, I've got a couple that are very much catching my eye. The first one that I absolutely love right now is Joe Mixon over on his receiving yards total at 26 and a half. He's gone over this number in his last five games out. 
And in the postseason right now for him, he's had a receiving total of 106 yards. I feel like 26 and a half is just way too low for him. And the way I see it, if guys like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are tied up in that secondary, I see a lot of check down passes going to Joe Mixon. And I feel like if you get Joe Mixon started and going hot for the Bengals, I see things going the Bengals way. So I really like over on that Joe Mixon prop. And I do think that it's going to be really interesting to take a look to see how both of these coaches wind up utilizing their running backs as well, because something that I've been noticing with regards to both of these quarterbacks, both Matthew Stafford, along Joe Burrow, is that while these guys are absolutely terrific, both of these guys are a little bit interception prone. You want to be able to utilize the running back, your best friend, you're less likely to throw an interception. And obviously when you run the ball as well, you're able to take the pressure off these guys a little bit more. You're able to set up the play action. And is that a little bit of something that you're taking a look at with regards to both Joe Mixon and maybe for a lesser extent, the Rams too, because I do think that that is something important to take note of. Yeah. So actually another player prop that I really like on the Rams side of things also involving a running back. I like the under on Cam Akers rushing total right now. I believe the last time I saw it, it was sitting at 58 and a half. He has not gone over this number at all in the postseason, and the closest he came was against the Cardinals for 55 rushing yards. In my opinion, Sean McVay obviously knows how the Cardinals operate. They're in the same division, and that was their third time meeting, and he only had 55 yards. I feel like against a team like the Bengals, where they're not as familiar with them, I don't see Cam Akers going over this number. Plus, I know last week he was dealing with some shoulder, possible shoulder injuries, so they might utilize him and use him a little bit less. Then again, it is the Super Bowl, so you got to go all out in order to get the Lombardi Trophy. And I think that you bring up something interesting with Cam Akers because I also think that he's going to have a rather pedestrian game in this one. So I'm with you on that under, but it's for a little bit of a different reason. When we wound up seeing Cam Akers in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he put the ball on the rug twice and it wound up costing the Rams big time in that game. It would have been much, much less of a sweat if Cam Akers doesn't wind up fumbling twice. And I think that you could correlate it a little bit because I think that Cam Akers is going to get fewer touches. I actually like Sony Michelle a little bit more in this game. I'm not sure if you fall into the same boat as me, but I'm sort of thinking what you are for the Cam Akers under, but for different reasons. Yes, I'm right there along with you. I honestly, a one play that I do like when it comes to an anytime touchdown, I know everybody's on Cooper Cup. He's gone five straight games with a touchdown, four in the postseason right now. I feel like that one's very obvious. I like Sony Michelle for a possible touchdown. Like you said, I think that we might see Cam Akers getting less touches. So maybe they give the ball to Sony and it's a less obvious play there for the Bengals. Yep, I do agree with you there. And I do think that when it comes to some of these props, you don't want to necessarily overthink it. Like I know that there are a lot of places that offer a receiver to get the most receptions. It's just one of those things in which it's like, if you're trying to come up with someone other than Cooper cup, I think that it's just one of those things in which it's very, very flat out. It's very, very easy. I know that you're a graduate of Iowa. It was just like what we wound up seeing on Thursday, take the over in an Iowa game with a total sub 150. Wound up getting there very easily. There are just some of these things in which you want to be doing the deep dive. You want to be trying to be able to unearth value. Then again, you don't want to be passing up a profit that looks relatively solid. As we know, there's no locks in this industry, but there are good reads. There are things that typically they hit more often than others. And I do think that that is one as well. But when it comes to more of the basic side and total in this game, 
there's about 100 million people that have given out their sided total. I know that there is just a lot in general with regards to it. The books do a great job because they want as much 50-50 action as humanly possible where you take it a right. look at with regards to either a side or a total because obviously it's one in which I feel like everyone's got a little bit of a different take for it and you've only got Definitely. two sides, two totals, but everyone's got a different reasoning for all of it. Definitely. I mean, for me, I specifically am looking more at the side on this game. I think that I have been so hot on the Bengals this entire season that I can't go against them now at this point. And I know on paper, the Rams may look like the better team, but I just can't bet against Joe Burrow in the Bengals right now. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are 7-0 and when they played together in postseason blitz play combined when they were at LSU together and now in the NFL. I know the NFL is a completely different animal and the Super Bowl is a different animal, but you also have another quarterback in Matt Stafford that's never been on this stage as well. So I, I'm just leaning towards the Bengals. They're hot right now. They weren't even supposed to be in this position. The Rams, on the other hand, pulled out all the stops, went and got Von Miller, Odell Beckham Jr. They're in a win right now type of position. But I feel like they could have possibly met their match here with the Bengals. I sprinkled some money on uh, on the money line specifically on the Bengals right after the AFC and NFC championship games, as well as the spread. So I am all in on this Bengals team. Yep. And I do think that when it comes to the Bengals as well, I think that being able to get the four here is very appealing because I could easily see this game landing on three as well. I wound up doing the same exact thing when it came to that Rams versus 49ers game two weeks ago. I didn't want the 49ers outright, but I felt like it was going to be some sort of a field goal game one way or the other. I have sort of that same feel with this game as well with the Bengals being able to get so much out of their special teams as well. That is something that does very much appeal to me. And I feel like this is the sort of game in which whoever's wind up you know, getting the points, that's the side that's going to be able to get there to the window because I really do think that these are two relatively evenly matched teams. I completely agree with you. And actually another more random prop, not specifically a player prop that I like is for this game to potentially go into overtime. The last time I checked, it was at plus 1042. So there's amazing value there. The way I see it, I feel like the entire playoffs of this year have been absolutely crazy. You look at all of the divisional games, they all came down to overtime like we saw with the Chiefs-Bills game, or they came down to a last-second one-possession call. So I just feel like this game has the same type of feel for it and the insanity that we've seen so far in this postseason. I feel like it's worth putting some money on because you just never know this year what could happen. And if this game went to overtime, I think it'd be absolutely so fun to watch. And one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a long time. Yep, and we certainly have not been getting a lot of duds for Super Bowls, to say the least. I still remember that one that we wound up seeing with, I believe it was the Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos. That was that was not good, to say the least. And we thought we were going to get it done a few years ago with the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. Turns out at 28-3, to the party was just getting started. So hopefully, we're able, hopefully we are able to get some really good action here on Sunday, Taylor. I know you're going to be covering all of it. You're going to be in the eye of the storm. And I know that you're going to be covering some golf as well with the waste management open. So appreciate you joining me tonight. Thank you so much for carving out the time. Thank you so much for having me.
great to have taylor on the show she does absolutely terrific work and hey for those of you guys that are looking for a little bit of something else to bet over this weekend as well waste management open out there where taylor is based in the great state of arizona that's always a fun one as well they always have a party out there on the 16th hole so it's always great to be able to take a look at that what else is great being able to take a look at mvp props we're doing that next right here on vsin esports bank network Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You have questions about betting the Super Bowl, wondering how to hedge. Maybe you're looking to get some insights on an unusual prop, or you're just looking for one of our hosts to be able to give you a little bit of help. The VSN Big Game Help Desk is here for you is here for you. Submit your question at beeson.com slash Super Bowl and it could be answered by one of our experts on air at beeson.com as it is a great Peterson experience with myself, Greg Hughes Peterson. I tell you right now, a little bit more of my specialty is college basketball, so I've got you guys covered there and hey, I always say it on this podcast, it doesn't matter whether you're cashing bets on the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter if you're cashing them with regards to like the MLB, a regular NFL game, or if it's something like Army versus Navy. That's going to be coming up today in college basketball. We've got you covered there. Just a friendly reminder, Coast to Coast Hoops, the Beeson family of podcasts is a very expansive one. This is one that I wind up doing. Just wound up posting up an episode with 150 games broken down for today. So, hey, I always talk about this as well. Something that you're able to do is something that I always like to call a money line rollover. If you want to wind up put up if you want to wind up putting in like one or two college basketball games and then you want to put that into the Super Bowl, that's always a little bit of an option too. So always do want to be trying to help you guys get to the window, if at all humanly possible. But how about if we wind up taking a look at odds to be able to win MVP of the Super Bowl? Because as we know, this is an award that typically, well, it goes to the quarterback. Let's call it what it is. They are the most frequent ones, but sometimes you wind up getting a little bit of something out of the blue. Matthew Stafford, Right now, he's your short shot. He has even money to be able to win the Super Bowl. These are via DraftKings. Joe Burrow, he's clocking in at number two. You're finding him at plus 225. Cooper Cup from there is at plus 600, so six to one. And then everyone else, it's a pretty long shot. Aaron Donald is at 16 to one. Jamar Chase is 18 to one. Odell Beckham Jr. is 28 to one. Cam Akers is 35 to one. T. Higgins is 45 to one. Von Miller is also 45 to one along Joe Mixon. Tony Michelle, 80 to 1. Tyler Boyd is 90 to 1. And then you've got Tyler Higby at 100 to 1. Well, considering he has ruled out for the Super Bowl, if you wind up firing in on Tyler Higby, well, that's not necessarily the best use of your funds right there. Trent Taylor, CJ Uzama, along with Jalen Ramsey are also at 100 to 1. Once again, Stone Cold Lead Pipe Log of the Century. Tyler Higby at 100 to 1 will not cash. I can give you guys that one, and I feel pretty good about that, but how about if we wind up going into something in which might be able to actually make you a little bit more money, and that is that when it comes to it, it is very much a little bit more of a quarterback's war, but I mean, we've seen plenty of wide receivers be able to get there. I remember Deion Branch in one of those Super Bowls that the Patriots wound up taking down. He was able to get it. Heinz Ward 
was able to win it a few years ago with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I mean, it's something that certainly can be done. And you know that Cooper Cup is going to be able to get the ball. When it comes to Cooper Cup, I mean, he's going to get the most receptions in the game among the wide receivers. He's going to be able to get the most targets. But when it comes to Cooper Cup, really up until the postseason, he didn't wind up having any sort of a super monstrous receiving game. So I do think that that is something that you do want to be taking a look at it. I do think that that is intriguing because he's been very good as a little bit more of a possession receiver, but he's not necessarily a guy that winds up going out there and winds up getting you like those 80 yard bombs, those signature plays. He's just a guy that he winds up doing the dirty work. He winds up putting his head to the grindstone. He finds a way to be able to get open. He is really the safety blanket of Matthew Stafford. I actually think that if you'd be looking at a wide receiver to be able to take down this award, I'd be looking a little bit more at someone like a Jamar Chase, someone like an Odell Beckham Jr., someone that takes the top off of a defense a little bit more. It's not saying that Cooper Cup is by any means like any sort of a wide receiver that doesn't have great wheels or anything like that. It's just a case in which he winds up getting a lot of like eight, 10 yard receptions. He's really a guy that just does his job. Third and six gets past the sticks is able to move the chains with like a nine yard reception. That's a lot of what Cooper cup winds up doing does a very good job of it. But I think that that could wind up keeping him from being able to take down this award. So I would not be able to take a look at him. Now this is one. And I want to saying this just to begin things that you don't want to be correlating too much with regards to side and total and be poising yourself perhaps for a wipeout. This is a award that you've really got to correlate with who you think is going to be able to win the game outright. Because the last time we've seen a team, a player on the losing team wind up getting the Super Bowl MVP award. I, who was born in 1993, hopefully I didn't age too many of you guys, was not born. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you would need something absolutely Herculean like Joe Burrow throws for 570 yards, and we have not seen a quarterback throw for more than 400 yards, I think, like twice in the last 20 Super Bowls, but you need Burrow to throw for like 500 yards, throw five touchdowns, and the St. Louis, or the LA Rams, as I just called them St. Louis, ironically enough, that shows me going back into the good old days of Kurt Warner and company, but you need the Rams to be putting up like six touchdowns, but have like all six of them be from different people. So you wind up getting like two various defensive touchdowns. You wind up getting one with like Sony Michelle. You wind up getting one with maybe like Matthew, Matthew Stafford running it in, things like that. Like you need absolute calamity to wind up happening for it to come from the losing team. So whoever you like straight up on the money line is the team that you want to be taking your Super Bowl MVP from. I'm going to be taking the points with the Bengals at four. I'm a little bit more undecided on the money line. My lean would be to the LA Rams personally. So I do think that there's a little bit more value with Matthew Stafford, but at even money, I would not want any part of it. I'd be looking a little bit more to the longer shots. Honestly, I think that Sony Michelle at 80 to one, I'm not saying it's going to wind up happening. This is not something in which you want to be putting anything major on it, but I do think that he's got a little bit of hidden value here just because we were talking about it with Taylor in the last segment. The fact that you've got yourself a guy in Cam Akers that he's trying to come back after he wanted missing darn near the <clears throat> darn near the entirety of the season. Excuse me as I get choked up with this and he's trying to be able to help this team out. I do think that that is something that is a little bit rough. I always have the saying of dance with the girl that I wanted bringing you there. Sony Michelle wound up getting the Rams into the postseason. 
did a very solid job. I would not be surprised in the slightest if Sean McVay winds up utilizing quite a bit. And as we know, Matthew Stafford can sometimes be a little bit of a turnover machine. Now, the defensive player that I think has a little bit of value here is Von Miller, just because with Von Miller, he's got experience in a Super Bowl and he's already won Super Bowl MVP. So he's certainly someone that he knows what the heck he's doing. With regards to Aaron Donald, he has been absolutely amazing throughout his career, but he's also a guy that I think that the Bengals are a little bit stronger in the interior of the line rather than where Von Miller is going to be rushing from. So I do think that that is something that you want to be taking into account a little bit as well. Obviously, Tyler Higby is someone that I completely crossed off the list, but in a case of which the Bengals would wind up being able to take this one down, I do think that Joe Mixon at 45 to 1 does actually have a little bit of value as well, just because we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Mixon is a guy that is able to catch a ball out of the backfield. So if Joe Burrow winds up throwing for multiple interceptions, which isn't far-fetched, Joe Burrow is someone that has thrown an interception in back-to-back -back games going into this one. You'll end up having Matthew Safford throw a pick as well. Joe Mixon could be a guy that winds up being that safety blanket. Maybe he winds up getting like five receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown, and then he winds up also going off for a 100-yard rushing game. That could be something that could wind up being able to get him to the window. Now, there's a reason why Joe Mixon is currently at 45-1. to 1. It's not one of these things in which you want to be dumping all your loot on Joe Mixon to be able to win Super Bowl MVP or anything like that, but looking to have a little bit of fun if you're looking to be able to get a nice little sprinkle, give yourself a little bit of a sweat, and give yourself an actual realistic chance of being able to get to the window on a long shot, I think that Joe, Mer Joe Mixon is actually worth a little bit of a look. Now, obviously, if the Bengals wind up winning the Super Bowl, you got to figure that the number one option for this award is going to be Joe Burrow, but what I wound up laying out a little bit earlier with him, being a little bit more interception prone, I do think is going to hurt him a little bit. But the one thing that you also want to be taking into account when it comes to voting on these awards, and it's not just here with Super Bowl MVP, it's all sports. It's odds to be able to win Cy Young in the MLB. It's NBA MVP. It's NFL MVP. Any sort of award in which you wind up having writers, fans, anyone vote on, you have to put yourself into the minds of the people that are actually going to be voting on it. Sometimes that is a deep and sad place. So you do always want to be taking that into account because you could wind up having a scenario in which Joe Mixon winds up absolutely lighting it up. And somehow, someway, Joe Burrow winds up going 10 of 16. He throws for a buck 60. And somehow, someway, they still wind up giving him the stinking award. It's happened a few times with regards to big time events. And I could wind up seeing that as well. So there's just inherent value on that as well. Because it's not just basing it on who actually winds up having the best performance. It's how voters wind up voting as well. It's something that is a little bit unfortunate to say. But I do think that that is something that does need to be taken into account. We've got other things to be able to take into account when it comes to being able to gauge a lot of these Super Bowl props as well because we've got so many of them out there on the board. It certainly is going to be fascinating to see what winds up happening with some of the more, shall we say, off the beaten path things that could wind up making the difference with regards to the Super Bowl and could wind up making the difference as to whether or not you're going to be profitable on Super Bowl Sunday. That's coming up next right here on VEASAN, Esports Bang Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Play at
at the dog, the film Tatum versus dog 50-yard fetch for your free shot to be able to win a share of $10,000 on February 14th. Catch cash with Channing Tatum to make your predictions in this free-to-play pool. And we'll be donating an extra $10,000 to Tech for Heroes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash dog the film now to join in on the action terms and conditions along with other eligibility restrictions to apply to draftkings.com for details as it is a great peterson experience with myself greg peterson and there's just so many ways to be able to bet the super bowl some things that you may not wind up considering though with regards to the super bowl what is unique about this event and i want to touching upon it a little bit more in hour number one i want to go into a little bit more depth on it is that there's just so many ways to be able to bet this game that don't actually involve the game itself. By that, I mean, you're able to cross into other sports. I know that Taylor Mathis was talking about this a little bit earlier. The fact that at some books, you wind up having some of these Super Bowl props actually be tied in with like March Madness, with other sports championships. I still remember when you wind up having the Houston Astros scandal, there was like, some sort of a prop as to, I think, like intentional hit by pitches on Houston Astros players versus, I forget what it was. It might have been like total points in the game, something like that. But I do think that that is something that's really interesting to take a look at. And over there at DraftKings, they do have a lot of multi-sport props. Now, they didn't get necessarily too airbrained, like odds for the Vegas Golden Knights to win the title or like the LA Rams or anything quite like that. But for those of you guys who are looking to dive in for a little bit of action on Saturday and are looking to correlate that with regards to the Super Bowl, you've got Saturday slash Sunday. I do think that it is something that you're able to take a look at. Like some of the things that you're going to be finding is what will be more the amount that Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are going to be able to score with regards to combined points or Jamar Chase receiving yards. Like you've got Jamar Chase laying 125 on that. Trey Young, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown are at plus 105 on that. So I do think that that's going to be relatively intriguing. Like Trey Young's point total on Sunday the 13th versus the amount of points that the LA Rams are going to be scoring. You got that at minus 115 with regards to Trey Young points and minus 105 with the LA Rams. And I do think that you're able to find some relatively solid values. Some of my best Super Bowl prop bets over the years have been taking a look at multi-sport sort of props because I want to take it one in the NBA a couple years ago. It was the total amount of points that Kyrie Irving was going to score back when he was on the Boston Celtics versus the amount of points that the New England Patriots were going to score. That was when the Patriots wound up taking on the Rams and you wound up just having a big giant flopper Rooney in terms of any scoring whatsoever. And well, that was one that Kyrie Irving was able to take home for me very handily. So I was intrigued by that and you're able to sort of Put some of your other sports knowledge into work as well, because I'm sure that many of you guys listening out there are much like myself that, yeah, you wind up doing the NFL. You probably do a solid job, but other sports today might be your forte. Not everyone is necessarily having their number one sport be the NFL. Like for me, it's college basketball, number one, the MLB is number two, and that everything else winds up coming a little bit more after that. Being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, having grown up 45 minutes away from Lambeau Field. The NFL literally is in my blood. And I think that upon birth, I was given a Green Bay Packers jersey. So certainly it is something that I have so much 
I have so much just general experience with, but it certainly is a case in which I would love to be able to put my college basketball intel to work and at the same time be able to watch a big game as well. And that's something that you're able to do with a lot of these multi-sport props. And I do think that it is a good way to be able to give yourself a chance to be able to win some bets without necessarily having to correlate slash try to diversify your portfolio when it comes to the side slash shuttle. Because I was talking about this a little bit earlier. If you like the same side that I do, like I like the Cincinnati Bengals being able to catch four points and I like the under in this game. If you wind up taking both of those, you don't want to necessarily be just lining yourself up with prop upon prop upon prop that winds up going with both of these at the same time because you wind up being wrong on an under and you wind up getting some, let's just call it 38 to 31 style game. Well, you're probably not going to be hitting a lot of unders with regards to your player props. Same goes for if you like me, wind up liking the Bengals. You wind up taking a whole bunch of unders on LA Rams props and the Rams wind up going out and they wind up scoring 45 points. Well, you're just in for a really bad night. You're probably not going to be having some celebratory beverages. They might be more drowning your sorrows and nobody wants that. So you do want to be trying to be able to take a look at a different way to perhaps be able to get some of these props in. And if you think like, for instance, out there in the NBA, someone like a Jason Tatum is going to go off for an absolutely massive game. And it doesn't matter what winds up happening in the Super Bowl. All of his props are going to cash. That's something that you're able to take a look at. and something that you're able to make quite a bit of money off of as well. And I will always say this. I feel like I say it on every single show, but I mean, it's really true. It doesn't matter what you're betting. It doesn't matter if it's a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if it's some wonky game out there in the Atlantic sun on this college basketball Saturday, in which we've got 150 games. It doesn't matter if it's the MLB. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA. A winning ticket is a winning ticket. All that matters is being able to put some green in your pocket and being able to increase your bankroll because all winners wind up cashing the same. It doesn't matter if it's by a half a point. It doesn't matter if it's by a hundred point. The main objective here is to just be able to find yourself a little bit of a profit. That's what you've got to try to do right here. And I do feel like some of the best opportunities are able to come right now. And if you're looking for even more opportunities as well, even just deviating away from the Super Bowl, because guess what? Everyone is betting this weekend. All these props, the game itself, the side and the total. It's why I keep on harking to the point of just because the game is bigger with the Rams versus the Bengals doesn't mean that your amount of actual money on the side in total needs to be bigger on this bet as well. Because, I mean, it is the sharpest line that you're going to be getting all season long. You've got two options here and the reasons for taking the Bengals side or the Rams side slash the total over slash the total under. I mean, it can be very immense, but... You have to fall on one of those two or else you wind up taking a money line. You do have the option, obviously, of being able to go with some alternate totals. You have the option to be able to go with some alternate just sides, what have you. But certainly it is one of these cases in which you are going with either the Rams or the Bengals. But why not be able to take a look at some of these other sports? Why not dive into like college basketball? Because you know what people are not going to be focusing on this weekend because we have all the Super Bowl talk. They're probably not going to be paying as much attention to 751-752 on the bank board, Hofstra versus Delaware. That's a place where you're able to find some really good edges right now. If you're an NBA handicapper, you probably love this time of year. I talk with so many people that they wind up doing various sports, whether that be the NHL, 
for myself it's college basketball the nba you're able to find such good edges right now because all the interest is on the super bowl and thus you're able to for one put that other intel of different sports like the nba like the nhl to work for you to be able to catch tickets on the super bowl itself and for two, you're able to find really good edges on these games themselves. I'm going to be giving out in the final segment something that I'm going to be taking a look at for college basketball on Saturday because I mean, we want to be giving you guys everything humanly possible with regards to college basketball, but I write one of these things up for DraftKings Nation every single day, and we also want to be able to cash a ticket today as well because I'm sure that there are many of you guys out there that maybe you're getting set for everything with regards to the Super Bowl. Maybe you flew into Las Vegas. Maybe you flew into Atlantic City, what have you. You don't want to be just sitting in your hotel room all Saturday long being like, ooh, let's take a look at the prop sheet for 15 hours, do nothing but taking a look at random tape. I mean, if that's you, that good on you. I mean, you're very much more studious than I am. I want to have myself a little bit of action. So I do think that that is something that I certainly do want to be doing. Obviously, if you're out with friends and family, make sure to have some fun with them as well. Get them all involved. Spend some time with all those loved ones, have some good food at a Super Bowl party, because let me tell you right now, last year it was a little bit more strange with regards to the Super Bowl parties with having things be a little bit more, shall we say, isolated this year. Things are very much more back to normal than they were last season. So that is something that is very good. Cherish it because it's one of those things in which I don't think a lot of us realize what we had until we wound up having what wound up happening over the last 24 months in general. So you certainly do want to be just embracing all the good in your life in general, but also make sure to not neglect what winds up making you money throughout the season as well. This is not the time in which you want to just be completely dropping everything. If you're on a heater run in college basketball, keep on capping college basketball. Keep that heater run going. If you're doing a great job in the NBA, keep making money in the NBA. This is a case in which a lot of the research I'm probably thinking has been done for a lot of you guys. So, I mean, place the bets that you feel very confident in. Don't force something that may not be there in the Super Bowl and be sure to just give yourself the opportunity to be able to make some money this weekend. And coming up in the final segment, I'm going to be doing my best to be able to do so. I'm going to go through my side in total in the Super Bowl. Also going to be giving you a little bit of something that I've got planned for this college basketball Saturday as well. It's a 150 game slate, so no shortage of action there. That's in the final segment right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This Super Bowl Sunday, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, sits down with VSIN for only his second ever interview. His first was the 60 Minutes, that was quite a few years ago, and now he joins legendary Brett broadcaster Brett Musburger for an in-depth conversation discussing the current state of sports betting advice to gamblers based on his life as a sports better as well as his upcoming memoirs. This exclusive interview is available only on vsin.com. The Sports Betting Network join us for the premiere which is going to be on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at noon Eastern. That is only on vsin.com as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on vsin, the Sports Betting Network. It would not be a Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson, if I didn't at the very least give you a little bit of college basketball. 
I write up one college basketball pick every single day for DK Live, and we are on a six-game heater. So we are hoping to run it to number seven here today. We're going to be going into that in about five or so minutes, but just want to recap the side and total that I'm on with regards to the Super Bowl, and we're going to give you guys everything that you need on the Greg Peterson experience tomorrow as well. We're going to be taking a look at various other props because there are some that they wind up coming about very, very late, and you wind up getting a lot of multi-sport props as well, like I was diving into in the last segment. I feel like there is some good money to be made there, but I do think, feel like there's going to be money to be made. I'm just a basic side in total when it comes to Bengals versus Rams. Rams obviously find themselves a four-point favorite total on this game. You're getting it out of 48 and a half. I like the under in this spot. I do like the fact that this is a number that has been climbing a little bit as we've been going about things. When it comes to both of these defenses, I feel like the total yardage does not necessarily describe how good both of these teams have been. The Bengals have been more around 13th with regards to points allowed per game. Rams are clocking in at 10th, but when it comes to Rams, you just take a look at all the guys that you have on the front seven, and I do think that they're going to be able to create a little bit of havoc on Joe Burrow when you've got someone like a Aaron Donald who's able to be a game wrecker that's big, but I do think that the Super Bowl experience is going to be a very big part of this as well because you've got Sean McVay who wound up coaching in a Super Bowl a few years ago. That did not wind up going his way. Von Miller has played in the Super Bowl a few times as a Super Bowl MVP to his credit as well. So I do think that these guys are going to be able to do a relatively solid job. And when it comes to Cincinnati Bengals, these guys have a lot of guys on that defense. They're able to do a solid job of being able to disrupt the passer. If you're taking a look at player props with regards to being able to get a sack, I do think that Sam Hubbard, someone who already has three sacks here in the postseason, he's going to do it for Arambe in his words. He's plus 155 to be able to record a sack. I do think that he's got a little bit of value. The readers, both DJ and Troy, I don't think that there's a world's worst value there either. You've got DJ Reader clocking in at 5-1, to one and then Troy Reader of the Rams is at 6-1. to one. So I think that both of these guys could wind up being able to perhaps get a little bit of sack if you're looking for a bit more of a long shot. And I do think that both of these quarterbacks are going to be throwing an interception. I think the biggest key is trying to find as little of juice as humanly possible on these props. I think that line chopping is going to be very important. If you have yet to do so, take advantage of some of those promos that you're going to be winding up getting with regards to the Super Bowl. All these books, it doesn't matter which one it is. They all want to be able to get you into the door. They want you to be signing up for their app this weekend. So you're going to be able to take advantage of a lot of those. So be able to reduce the juice if at all possible. Try to maybe get yourself a risk-free bet. I think that that is something that everyone is a fan of because when you wind up getting risk-free bets, when you wind up being able to get like one of those place $1 for a point to be scored in the Super Bowl and you wind up getting 100, we all know about those promos. I do think that those are relatively solid value and you're going to find more of them this weekend than pretty much at any other point this season. March Madness is going to offer quite a few of those as well, but anything that you have yet to redeem, now is probably a good time to be able to sign up and redeem it. So I do think that that is wise advice as well. But when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of both of these teams, I think that neither team is really going to be breaking 24 in this spot. I do think that it's very much going to be a field goal game. I think that both of these teams are going to be playing it a little bit closer to the vest. You do have to be cautious of turnovers in this game because you do have a pair of guys that they're going to throw interceptions. Joe Burrow has thrown one in back-to-back -back games. As we know, Matthew Stafford had that nice run at the end of the regular season where he wound up throwing, I believe it was eight in the final four games, and he wound up throwing one 
against the San Francisco 49ers as well. So I think that that's a pretty solid lean. And I do think that when it comes to rushing props, you've got a little bit of value with both teams, although it's not necessarily the one that you would expect for the LA Rams. I do think that Sony Michelle is going to get quite a bit of run in this game. I just take a look at the way that Cam Akers wound up fumbling twice in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You tell that he's not necessarily fully 100% because he wound up having to try to recover from a injury that we thought was going to end his season. And I always have the theory of go with what wound up working towards the beginning part of the season when it comes to Sony Michelle. I think that he's got a good chance to be able to have a pretty solid game as he wound up all season long being able to get the job done for the LA Rams. And then with Joe Mixon, he's a very versatile piece that he's able to catch balls out of the backfield. Taylor Mathis, who graciously wound up joining me towards the beginning part of the hour. She does great work over there at the Superbook. I know that she is in on quite a few of these Joe Mixon props, and I cannot blame her there. I'm looking at more Cam Akers unders. I'm looking more at Sony Michelle and also Joe Mixon overs as well. So I think that there's some solid leans there. And when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of the receivers, I think that Jamar Chase is poised for a relatively solid outing. His over-under in a lot of places with regards to catches is four and a half. I'd be taking a look at a little bit more of an over. I recognize that he's a bit more of a home run hitter, but I do think that he's going to be utilized quite a bit by Joe Burrow because, well, these guys have already won some pretty big games together going back to prior to them being in the NFL over there at LSU. They won something called the college football playoffs. So I do think that that is something that you're able to lean upon a little bit for just handicapping forward as well. And I do think that you want to be utilizing a little bit of past history to take a look at how things are going to be shaking out here. So I do think that you are going to be able to have the Bengals being able to hang in this game. I don't want any part of them on the money line. This is sort of the same read that I wound up having on that 49ers versus Rams game a few weeks ago. I think whoever winds up winning this game winds up winning it by a field goal. You've got two very excellent field goal kickers in this game. So I'm going to be taking a look at the points. And I do think that both of these defenses are going to be able to hold up at the point of attack. So we're going to be looking at the under as well. And what I'm going to be dishing out for DK Nation when it comes to college basketball as well, because we're talking all about Sunday, but unfortunately it's not Sunday yet. It is Saturday. We got to try to get you guys a few winning bets for today as well. Coast to Coast Soups. Part of the VEASAN family of podcasts, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I break down all 150 games on the college basketball betting board, so we're able to fill the void until we wind up getting to Super Bowl Sunday with that. You are welcome, but what I wound up giving out is the number two team in all of college basketball, finding themselves as a rather hefty home favorite as we wind up going 805-806 here. St. Mary's hit the run faceoff against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's finding themselves anywhere between a 15 and a half to a 16 and a half point favorite. Your total on this game going to be getting at anywhere between 147 and a half and 148 and a half. Gonzaga has been a complete bulldozer out there in the West Coast Conference. Really the only game that they didn't wind up covering out there in the WCC to this point has been, I believe, on some closing numbers at Portland game and then on some closing numbers at San Francisco game as well. But they have been a machine. But I think that this is where you wind up having that good cover streak for Gonzaga wind up coming to an end because I do like what St. Mary's is able to bring to the table. They are going to be able to slow this game down. Among 358 D1 teams, they rank in the bottom 30 with regards to possessions per game. So 
I do think that they are going to be able to put a little bit of a halt to a Gonzaga team that they rank in the top 10 with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. The only team that's able to score more points than this Gonzaga team has been Purdue. But you take a look at St. Mary's, what they do a nice job of, they do not allow second chances. Opponents grab a rebound on 19.9% of their misses. That is seventh in all of college basketball. Now you do have Chad Holmgren along Drew Timmy. Both of these guys are absolutely excellent. They are going to be able to win the battle down low, but with St. Mary's, these guys like Dan Fotu are not necessarily chop liver either. You've got a team that they've been shooting it very well when it comes to West Coast Conference play as well. Each of your top five scorers in West Coast Conference play for the St. Mary's Gales, they have shot at least 80% the free throw line as a collective. They're shooting 82.5% at the charity stripe, and in conference, they shoot over 38% from three-point range. So this is a team that they themselves are able to light it up from three-point range, as we know. St. Mary's known a little bit more for their St. Mary's is known more for their defense. Gonzaga is known a little bit more for their offense, but you do have a pair of teams that they both do a little bit better with regards to their non-fortes than you'd expect. Gonzaga is a top 25 team with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. Gonzaga has been more than very solid on offense as well. So I do think that you're going to have yourself a game in which both of these teams are going to be able to match up with the weaknesses that we perceive of each other as well. It is a total that I wound up setting at 144.5, so I'm going to be taking a look at the under because Gonzaga is an underrated defense. And when it comes to St. Mary's, set them as a 12.5 point underdog, so we'll take a shot here at right around 16 to 16.5, depending on your number with St. Mary's. And coming up next right here on VSIN, we're going to try to get you to the window with regards to the Octagon as well. First strike. Hosted by Dave Ross. He does an absolutely tremendous job of that. We've got a big UFC card coming up. He has hit so many long shot winners the last 12 months. It's not even funny. So you are going to be entertained. He does absolutely amazing work with that. As this has been the Greg Peterson experience right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. First strike up next.